going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I'm with my co-host, T-Up, for NFL Week 9. T-Up, are you there? I'm here, and I guess we're singing a different tone this week than we did last week, hopefully. A little um, bit more perky, yeah. Yeah, no. I think you got, we got a little pip in our step. Um, I guess we didn't drag our feet on Monday, for once. It's it's been a while. It's been several weeks, and uh, I think good games all around for NFC West, other than Thursday night football. Yeah. So for those that don't know, um, talking about the Niners because Tiab, it's been about a month. It's been over a month because they had a bye week. So it's been like I don't know forty something days since the Niners have won a game. And yeah. That's exactly what they did on Sunday. Yeah, they definitely so. won that game and. Feels great, baby. It feels great, baby. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do a, a little recap of week eight and go into week nine. Cause... Yeah, before we get started, there are a yeah. lot of hot takes that we could probably go over during the podcast that I'm sure we've all heard. Um, yeah. A lot of big trades, too. We have to get into some juicy ones. I think it's yeah, really man. only two teams out of the NFC West that actually made moves. Yeah. And uh, so we're recording this on November 2nd. And today was the trade deadline. So two trades co- consummated the last couple of days that I, w- I want to talk about, both with the Niners and the Rams, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's do it. So right now, you know, going into week nine, you have Cardinals 7-1. and one, uh, A nail-biter actually shoots fucking Aaron Rodgers. So th- the Cardinals were favored at home 6.5, but they lost 24-21. to 21. And uh, to make matters worse, they uh, Kyler Murray hurt his ankle. Um, and I don't, I don't know what the fuck was going on, but he had this, you know, AJ Green was running a route, and I guess the controller got disconnected because he just stopped. Yeah, that was weird. It was that was really strange. Like, yeah, everyone said like that's what happens when your controller dies, and AJ Green just stopped, and the ball did something kind of funny where it like it kind of like just bounced off the receiver and then just like into the DB's hands. Everyone was kind of confused, including myself. I was like, what just happened? And then I just realized like, oh, that's actually a pick. So I was like, I don't know if he was just stopping because he was expecting a penalty or if he heard a whistle, but he was just looking for the ball. I don't know what the fuck happened. That was strange. It was strange. And I don't know. It was the most anticlimactic thing because, you know, not only do they get the game winning interception, but then Kyler fucking Murray, he gets hurt. Like, he might not even play against the Niners next week, you know? Yeah, I think – well, didn't they rule him out, though? Uh, not officially, but they said, like, this sort of ankle injury, you might be out one to three weeks. So uh, that's a pretty bad way to go out. It's not only do you lose with the game, the game losing interception, but you get hurt. And it sucks because, man, they um, – for those that watch the game, uh, the Packers were fourth in goal – they went for it, and the Cardinals stopped them. And so they were they get the ball back. They go 90-something yards down the field to get to first and goal. Kyler Murray fucking kills it. He kills it, that drive. And they they fall just short like that. Yeah, that was crazy how that ended. I was, it, was it was strange. And, uh, I mean, the whole game, it was, uh, it was kind of back and forth, right? Where, you know, Aaron Rodgers – who performed fantastic without his number one receiver, which is pretty phenomenal. And I mean, give credit. I mean, Arizona's defense just stopped them when they needed to. It was, 
It's crazy. Zach Ertz had a great game. Yeah, Didn't, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, he got hurt early in the game, though. Do you remember that? He got hurt earlier in, in the game, too. Yeah, he had like two catches for 66 yards, but he, he's he been dealing with a hemi injury. He strained it again, and he was in and out of the lineup. And from what I heard, too, which was kind of funny, kind of fucked up, but he wouldn't tell people. He just he hopped into the lineup, and you would run a route, and they'd be like, you're not supposed to be in. And he's like, I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah, no, he, he shouldn't have played on a couple of series, but he ended up being the leading receiver. Um, it's just a wonky game. Kyler Murray had 274 yards, uh, two picks. It was, uh, wasn't his best game, but, you know, it was just, I don't know. Um, now everyone th- thinks that the Packers are, like, the best team in the NFC, and arguably they, they can make a case because they did it without Devontae Adams. They did it without Alan Lazard, and by the way, their tight end Rob Tunyon. Uh, Torres ACL this, that game, so good shit. Oh ball. shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a huge loss. But yeah, give credit to Green Bay because they're on what a seven game winning streak, right? I mean, they they're, haven't lost ever since they got their asses handed by the Saints. Yeah, they're on yeah. A, they're on a tear right now. Got a fucking but tear. Arizona, I don't know. Did Green Bay drop the blueprint how to how to beat Arizona? <sighs> I, I mean, what do you think? I mean, maybe. Um, I mean, they, obviously, uh, no touchdowns. They contained Kyler Murray pretty well. Um, it's just a weird. I don't know. Thursday night games are kind of fucking weird. I'll just say that. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to recollect my game. Sorry, Arizona fans, but I'm just trying to. It, I mean, I feel like Arizona. They played well, but it was just that last play where it's just it just stopped. It was just. I don't know. Really strange. But my, mind you, it's not like Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers had like a buck 84, 184 passing yards. Uh, give credit to what they did because just knowing that you don't have the same receivers going into this game, they, they pounded the rock 31 times. Uh, A.J. Dillon had 16 carries. Aaron Jones had 15. So, you know, if you can't pass the ball as effectively with, with your, without your top playmakers, you should be able to run the ball against this Cardinals team. And that's exactly what they did. For a Cardinals team that did not have J.J. Watts, who is out for the year with the shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I think, remember, last pod, we were just talking about how Arizona has kind of escaped the injury bug. And they haven't gotten any injuries. And then in one game, a lot has happened. Yeah. They lost J.J. Watt. DeAndre Hopkins tweaked his hamstring. Yeah, I mean, and then now Kyler Murray, who obviously is their playmaker on offense, hurt himself. So... Yeah, man. We'll see. It's war. It's a game of attrition. It's it's how how are they going to respond? That's right. So as of now, they sit um, first place as of now. But let's go back to the second place team in the NFC was. It's it's the Rams. You know, the Cardinals have the tiebreaker beating the Rams earlier this year. But at seven and one, these Rams are rolling. Uh, they kind of had a funky game. They rolled on the Texans. I, I know the Texans, but. They rolled 38-22. to 22. They were up like 30 points to, to nothing. They were about to shut them out. And then some weird wonky stuff happened, which, you know, if you're the Texans, um, good for them. They did like onside kicks and a bunch of aggressive play calling. And then, you know, they they almost covered the spread. Uh, but, yeah, 38-22. to 22. Did you watch this game? This was a game where um, Cooper Cup and everyone, they, they just ran and did their thing. Yeah, that's – 
yeah, I don't. Houston never had a chance in the game, and never, you know, no, <laughs> never. They, I mean, Arizona, they're just looking stronger and stronger every game. Cooper Cup, Rams, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup is what he's a leading receiver in the NFL, right? He is. It's, yeah. it's weird. NFC West, you have Cooper Cup number one, Debo Samuel number two. Yep. So, and then Stafford, he's looking strong. I, I him and McVeigh, they have a good chemistry that's going on right now where the series of play calling and Stafford being able to read defenses, make the right pass. Yeah, I mean, they're a, they're a pretty all-around team right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a right, – 7-1, 7-1. And then now you have, I guess, the bottom dwellers of the NFC West, which kind of pains me. But at the same time, there's some optimism. Uh, the Niners, they're three and four. They're third place right now. They were on a four-game losing streak, as we alluded to earlier. But this wasn't just any sort of win. This was a convincing win. And mind you, this is a, a bad Bears team without Khalil Mack, but still a top-10 defensive unit. They go at Chicago. Uh, Jimmy G's hometown and you know in front of his crowd of family and friends uh he, he plays an old school jimmy g game where he was efficient he had 300 yards passing elijah mitchell had like what a buck 20 rushing Debo samuel had i don't know 170 yards receiving like this was a really solid win for the for the niners 33 to 22 and mind you i mean they, they were they had field goals in the first half but they just uh Tom, did you see that Debo Samuel screen pass? It was like third and twenty, and he ran nearly like for the for the house, but he ran like yeah, eighty five yards. Dude, I thought he got the touchdown there. I have him for my fantasy team, so I was all like, "Okay, this looks good." But I guess he he stepped out or something. Is that just right? Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah, he was just just a sly short. I thought he deserved that. T- you don't. Well, you don't really deserve touchdowns in this league, but. And for all that effort, I mean, they, in Jamie G fashion, he threw the ball like five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But he, he got the blocking. He saw like Alex Mack 15 yards up the field. Even Ayuk, like everyone with Kyle Yushak, everyone was in sync. You haven't seen those sort of runs, those sort of explosive plays all season. And that, I won't say that saved the Niners season, but it really invigorated them. They needed that. That was right before um, – yeah, that was right before uh, that was right before their first touchdown, which Jimmy G ran it in. By the way, yeah, you know, I don't think you're you're far fetched to say that it saved the season because I think it really did. Because I mean, going three and four instead of two and five, that's I mean that's a huge difference, especially uh, with expectations. How the NFC West is set up right now, um, all the noise that's coming about Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, as Niners faithful, you've you've heard it all. This, including this week, including that win. You know, you can't be sad. There's fans that are not satisfied with this win, also. But well, did he check out the, uh, 95.7 that Damon Bruce takes saying like? So okay, I wanted to talk to you about that. Okay, all right. Let's, so for, let's, for the, let's talk about it. Okay, so for those that don't know, like like I said, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm happy when my team wins. Uh, do you like wins to you for when you're? team wins i like when my team wins you only play like i don't know once a fucking week right so anyways uh the niners win the game it's a game that they they needed it's a game that they haven't had all season long in terms of you know the offense finally responding but david bruce on 95 7 said like hey you know this is like a um 
you know, a fake win. It, it's a game where, you know what, in retrospect, I'd rather have Trey Lance in and, and lose games than have Jamie G in and win games. And this, before that's we, a hot take. Before we talk about it, let's go in context the way he said it about yeah. his cycle. Yeah. All right. And okay. You might agree to this or you might agree to this. Right. So he said the Jamie G cycle is he'll play a couple of good games, get everyone back saying that's the Jimmy G that we're going to root around and then he'll just, you know. He'll shit the bed again. He'll disappoint you. He'll do just enough and then he'll disappoint you, but he'll keep you stringing along. And he said, I might as well just roll with Trey Lance and, you know, just have him developed for uh, for the future. But uh, what's, what's your take on that? I I mean, as a I fan, and he, he, yeah. I guess you have to look at it big picture, right? So it's it's what is objective. I think he's the way that he's seeing it is objectively, and you know I don't completely disagree with it, but at the same time, it's like you know we just we're coming off a win, like you know it's like let, let's see. I think okay, I'll say this: one of Jimmy's biggest flaws is consistency, and and I'll say that we've seen it. Um, you know, he'll, he'll have a few good games and then, you know, all of a sudden it's just like, he has these bad habits that he's developed throughout his career. We can name them off, you know, um, throwing off his back foot, doesn't go through his reads, you know, not mobile, blah, blah, blah. But I think he, he needs, he needs to improve in the, in the consistency. And I still, you know, go off that notion is, you know, I, I believe Jimmy should play until, Niners are eliminated from playoff contention whenever that may be, and then that's when Trey should play. I think that's just the bottom line. I'll tell you this too. I mean, you know, I don't know. But I don't completely. Being a, but here's the, the here's the thing. Just the objective of being a sports fan, like I don't know. Uh, you might think the team is bad, or you might feel some sort of way. But I don't know why you necessarily want to die on that hill and be right. There's so many. Fans on on Twitter or social media that that want to be right and just be like, yeah, I told you so that the Niners are a bad team, but they're actually rooting for them to lose and to prove their points. Yeah, and, and that's where things get kind of I, I don't know a little little tough and terrible in my in my mind. Yeah, like, I, you know, like I told yeah, you so. Yeah, right. They they want to prove you wrong. Right. right? Like, I'm a I'm a true fan of this team, and I love them so much. I want them to lose. Hmm. Which is, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, how do you look for, like, if that's your mentality? I don't know how you go about your day. You're just a really negative person. You just want, you just want the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I, I, I don't like. I said I don't agree with it, but I also don't disagree with it. I see, I see the bigger picture, right? Um, but I don't want to talk about this. This is not what the this pot is for. Fine, fine. So, Just putting it out there, though. But, yeah, totally. I mean, I, Jimmy should start until he, you know, until he shouldn't anymore. And I think we'll know when it's time, right? I think, I think eventually you will see Trey. Um, I think so, too. Yeah, I mean. I don't think this is the Trey's right time for him to be talking too. about. Um, Kyle Shanahan alluded saying he was kind of like the emergency quarterback. We really weren't trying to play him, you know, coming off the knee injury. But – if Jimmy G were to get hurt, yeah, he'd play. So, right? Yeah. Niners, 
Niners three and four, nonetheless. They are three and four, and they're one game away. Uh, I, I know it's early on, but you know, with the Vikings, the Panthers, like there's a lot of sputtering teams in the NFC West in playoff consideration right now. Okay, so let me. Um, I'll throw another. I'll throw a curveball at you. What about like NBA and tanking? So or NFL and tanking? I think it's it's, it's, it's same premise, right? It's tougher for NFL to tank per se. I know it, it does happen, but you're talking about a, a sport where you play once a week, um, mm-hmm. and not only that, you have 53 people, you have a 53 man roster, and you have how many other coaches? I mean, when you specifically tank, and everyone knows it, you can talk about locker room and building your team. I mean, it's what sort of it's really bad for team building. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, like if you were to tell me, like in in hindsight, upon tr- you know trading to draft Trey Lance, and then you just punt the season by keeping Nick Mullins as your starting quarterback, for example. But then at the same time, you, you sign Trent Williams and do all these other moves. Um, just a weird notion that you put on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. It's a hot take. I think the timing was bad on David Bruce's sign um, for him to be talking about this. You know, um, yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's my take on it. Well, I'll just say for, for fuck's sake, like it's, it's so hard to win in, in the National Football League. Um, and we only get so many of these weeks to enjoy mm-hmm. NFL Sundays. So uh, I saw, I, um, I, I was reminded or, uh, last week, you know, when all the negativity was coming out. Mm-hmm. And how Kyle Shanahan only has one winning season under his belt. Yeah. Out of his tenure with 49ers. And it's just all like, fuck. Um, you know, that's not a good stat <laughs> to have. And if Kyle Shanahan chooses to tank this season purposely, like, I don't think that's going to be in anyone's – or it's not going to be in his favor for sure. He, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, tell ownership that, right? So – and then have you heard the takes about how, uh, you know, York um, extended Lynch and, and Shanahan too early? He should have waited. You want to go on another tangent about that? You know, the, the same people that are criticizing the extension too early are the same people that were criticizing, like, hey, like, you didn't extend Jim Harbaugh at, at the time, and then you let it go on to his last year, and then you guys just parted ways. Like, you should have given him the, the extension yeah. early on because – Going into his last season, that's what everyone was talking about, and it was a big locker room distraction. Do you remember that? Yeah. All right. They're saying, what's up with the contract? What's up with the contract? It didn't happen yet. It didn't happen yet. And that ended up hurting the team. And so I think Jed York might have learned just saying, hey, if I do recognize a, a winning coach and I want to keep him, I, I think it's it's worth worth the while. I mean, he did take him to the Super Bowl. Then, yeah, I want, I want, to, keep the, I want to keep Kyle Shanahan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that, and I think uh, Jed York made the right move. I'm on that side of the of the sand when it comes to th- this topic. Just interesting how people are, you know. There's different things to talk about, and I'll say this too. I mean, you know, they obviously Shanahan and Lynch had to get the blessing of Jed York to make such a monumental trade for Trey Lance, and let alone draft Trey Lance third overall knowing that it would take, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to get this kid up to par, but I don't see them firing Shanahan anytime soon because you got to see this through. you got to see 
the development of Trey Lance. And mm-hmm. obviously you want to see him now, but you know, this is the long-term picture. A kid that is, you know, what he, he barely played last year and he's a very raw prospect, but he offers a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, there's, there's many ways to develop a quarterback. Yeah. There's, there's many layers to this, you know, um, yeah, I'm just thinking about other, you know, I'm looking too far ahead maybe because I'm also thinking about it's like, okay, if he does, if he ends up not playing this year and then next year, does he get a free pass if he sucks next year? He's like, oh, he didn't get to play the year before, so we have to give him another free pass. So then that's another year. And then, you know, you know, the three-year rule. Yep, yep. So, so that leads us four years from now by the time that's the third year. So it's like, how do you draw it up? Right, it's well. Well, I, I, I think that's where other the other side is coming from. Is you know the bigger picture is you know these these precious reps that he could be getting this season is you know shortening the the window or actually making it wider for him in the future, rather than you know if he sucks next year. Because no one knows how he's how his talent is going to be translated in the NFL. We got a quick glimpse of it, but that's like that's just the the surface of the surface, right? We really don't know how he's going to perform. And that's the thing too about development. I mean, you know, what sort of reps are you t- taking when you're on the field? Do, do you really gain a lot? And you know, sorry, Shanahan, but uh, I don't think Trey Lance learned a lot by running the ball 16 times against the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, that's not the type of development that you necessarily want your quarterback to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, good experience but fuck that hurt from it so yeah and that's on Shanahan too that's yeah that's and you know we got guys on a roster who like we got we got Trent Williams we have Alex Mack we have um you know guys on the other side of the ball who are also like you know getting older yeah, yeah. you know so it's good you know capitalize now or soon we don't want to prolong this where it's to the point where it's like okay this is Trey's third year he needs to prove himself I just hope it doesn't get to that point yeah, I mean that's that's that rare objective of trying to do both, both win now and also um, be relevant in the future. And that's why you give a a big shout out to to like the Patriots, for example, have remained relevant for like twenty years. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's hard. It's really hard. So anyway, so yeah, they went ahead thirty three twenty two over the Bears, and then you have the Seahawks who are three and five. But I mean. There's some optimism in Seattle land too, because not only, and mind you, um, I predicted that the Jaguars would upset the Seahawks since they were coming off a bye. They just came off their first win in London. Uh, but I got this weird stat, and it's pretty hilarious now that I think about it. But <laughs> okay, um, the Jaguars are 0 14 in their last 14 games in North America. <laughs> Can they go full season? <laughs> yeah, zero and fourteen in North America. There was a set on TV that was it was pretty bad because I thought this you know this Jaguars team. I mean, they're bad, but I didn't think they'd be this bad coming off a bye. I thought they'd ha- had their shit together, but they were fucking putrid, man. Um, yeah. Seahawks, even with Geno Smith, I mean. I so this, what, yeah, I guess this goes to another. Um, sorry, I hate keep talking about Trey Lance, but like. This is the other side of the ball. If you play someone too early, like Trevor Lawrence, what happens if he just ends up fucking sucking, which he is kind of doing right now? And then is that a wasted wasted draft capital then? 
See, I mean, it's, it's, that, it's a different part. side of the ball. Most another thing about the whole thing about about the past, like you know, it's an obvious thing. Like, hey, you should, you know, let Justin Fields or Trey Lance sit and learn. But it's it's an obvious. Oh, he must play if, if, in regards to Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, right? Uh-huh. But then, uh, as you saw, Zach Wilson got hurt, and then the great Mike White just fucking threw for four hundred yards against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Quarterbacks are weird. Rookie quarterbacks are weird. It's really hard. To compete at the NFL level. It is. It definitely <laughs> is. So the Seahawks rolled against the Jaguars. Uh, I thought they were going to blow them out. Thankfully, they didn't skunk them. Uh, on fourth and goal, Trevor Lawrence got a touchdown, a bullshit touchdown to make it 31-7. to seven. Uh, But this was a game where Tyler Lockett had like 14 catches for 150 yards. DK Metcalf had an amazing grown man touchdown um over the pylon and they just rolled man this was a game that's kind of similar to niner fans it was just refreshing to win a fucking game because similar to niner fans seattle fans were and they they still might be uh they were screaming for Pete carroll's head mm-hmm. all right they wanted him fired and even Pete carroll's just like we need a win yeah yeah and russell wilson's coming back so we'll see how they how they recover. I mean, they're only one game off of five hundred, right? They're three and four. Also, they beat the Niners in the in the earlier division matchup, and they have a bye week right now. They have a bye week to get their stuff right. And Russell Wilson apparently, I saw on Twitter that he removed the pins from his hand, so things should be coming along. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. How many weeks has he been out of it already? Uh, I think he'll miss like, I guess they've missed three. Yeah, so they they went one and two, one and two. Same so as yeah. Two so weeks. They beat the Jags. They lost to the Saints and they lost to um, I'm drawing a blank, but they lost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know. A lot of optimism for Seattle too, uh, in the same capacity as in the Niners. And at least for the the Seahawks' sake, they they have a quarterback that they can really rally around in the second half of the season. I would say for you know, one game one game at a time, especially for the Niners and the and the Seahawks. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They they both have like you know good good victories, you know morale boosters. Um, it's how they're going to bounce back. Fair and enough. they're both on kind of different trajectories. You know, one team is like one team. The Forty ers are just sucking and they just finally won a game. The other team is missing their star QB, and he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just um, – well, let's just see how it goes in the second half of the season. Like I mentioned before, the NFC is – well, I mean, it's very top-heavy. You have the Bucks, you have the Rams, you have the Cardinals, but then, you know, the Seahawks and the Niners are like one game out of the playoff spot for the wild card. Mm-hmm. I don't said, so – uh, okay, I know. Just like one, uh, sorry, one last thought was it's just you know, even though the the, the records, um, you know, three and four, they're only like what one game out of the the last wild card spot. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It just seems like they're so far off, but when you look at it, it's like okay, but it's still early in the season. We're just we're we're midway right now, actually. Right around there. Yep, we're going to week nine. There's um, 17, 17 games. 17 games. Yeah, I mean, eight, technically up to week 18, but with the bye week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that being said, mid 
season, literally mid-season. Today was the trade deadline, November 2nd. And two trades happened in the NFC West that are notable. Um, let's talk about it. The elephant in the room is Von fucking Miller joins the Rams. And Sheesh. shit. I'm talking about a Rams team where I thought they dra- you know, all their draft picks were gone. But apparently they did it again in the sense that they gave up a second and third round pick for next year to get Von Miller. And here's here's the caveat that makes it really sweet. They're only paying him veterans minimum on the salary because I think he was due like nine point eight or or some shit like that. And in order to, to get the trade done, the Broncos actually paid nine point five, like pretty much like ninety five percent of that salary. What? Yeah. So they're only paying him. Why on, would on, they do that? Well, and this is what I'm telling you. Um, this this is my take on it. They probably were shopping Von Miller around, and they could only get a like a fifth, fourth, fifth round pick for him. Because here's the thing: he's like 33, 34 years old. He's on his, he's he's productive. Don't get me wrong, um, but he's on his last legs, and he's going to be a free agent. He, he's on an expiring contract. Okay. Great. Right, so he's but, an Asian player. He's on an expiring contract. He's still productive, mind you, but also. Um, where where else are you gonna get a second and third round pick? I guess. I mean, okay. So if we break so down, pretty a... much, in order to get the deal done to get a second and third round pick, they paid for like the majority of the salary, so so the Rams can play him. Okay, so I I mean I feel like Denver still took a loss in it's, that because you know I what mean, is the average salary for a first round pick? Do you know? They definitely they definitely two two minds had to come come to the table to get this deal done. Just what is the average salary for a first round pick in the NFL? I don't know. A do you, couple, do you couple. know this off? Because I'm trying to find the valuation for a second and third round pick. So, say for example, first round pick is like what five million. We'll just predict. So, second round is probably four, and then a third round is three. I don't know if these are even correct numbers, but. So that's like what seven million. So then they lost two. Um, I think that eh, sounds about right. I mean, not, not, even money aside, because I'm sure the Broncos have the cap space. But where else? You know, second and third round picks are presumably very, very high draft capital, and it's it's hard to get that. Money Holy direct- shit! What? Okay, according to this, it says. The first player picked out of the second round will receive a four-year contract worth about $8.6 million. Oh, okay. That is actually – so what does the third round get you? So average third round will get you anywhere between 1.5 about 1.5 to $1 million. Okay. So I guess – I mean if you think about it from a numbers perspective, that's kind of even then, right? Because $8 million, 1.9, that's equal to nine. Nine, nine point five. Okay, right. I guess if you look at from monetary perspective, yeah. So I mean, but I mean, they basically harbored their the Rams did. They harbored their whole draft. They they only have what a fifth round and a seventh now. But here, here's another thing. Here's another caveat as well. And uh, I've been 
dialed in on some of these pods and I've been reading as well. Uh, this is what the Ravens do quite often. And, and when you let, um, let's just say you let a, a really productive player go in free agency, right? They use the compensation formula to recoup some of those draft picks. Okay, right. So, like, for example, like John Johnson the third, he went to the Browns this year. They're probably going to get a third, fourth round pick for him in the offseason. It's not official yet, but they're most likely going to. And let's just say Von Miller, he he signs elsewhere, but he has a you know a productive season, season with the Rams. They'll probably get a third rounder for him as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that is one interesting. It's kind of like going through the back door of it's kind of like draft hacking, but like you know, obviously you give up draft capital, and this guy is a rental player because Von Miller. I I don't think they're going to resign him after this, um, but at least if they let him go, they will get some draft capital in return. Right, not necessarily a second round pick, but if they get a third, fourth rounder, uh, considering that you, you know, you have a pretty stacked defense for this year, it's not a bad trade off. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you do you think that getting Von Miller automatically shoots him up to the top of the NFC? You know, or remain the or remain the same. So looking at the numbers, uh, fucking DVOA and all that. Like their offensive line has been stellar. Like their run game, even without Cam Akers, they've been running the ball very well. Stafford has obviously, you know, he's he's thrown for like what twenty touchdowns already through the season. He's playing at an MVP level. It's just been their their pass rush that's been it's been. Eh. I mean, obviously they have Aaron Donald, but uh, they've been needing some edge rushers to to really uh, complement this defense. And you know, with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald in their prime. You put the sum of its pieces with Von Miller; it's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need an, an extra boost, and uh, and obviously, a second and third round pick is it's a great get for the Broncos, but it's a win win for both the Rams and the Broncos. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know; this is like the LA way. Like fuck the future. Let's just win now. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, but the Dodgers, the Lakers, the Rams. Like this is how they roll. The higher you build it, the harder they fall. Yeah. And, hey, shit, it looks great on paper. It looks great on paper. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And I'll, I'll just say this, too. I mean, you know, second, third round pick. And I, I saw this tweet uh, on Niners Twitter, but saying, like, well, their second round and third round pick this past year was Aaron Banks and Ambry Thomas. I'd rather have Von Miller than Ambry Thomas and Aaron Banks, right? those fucking tools so just you know the idea the potential of what you can get with draft picks is what really keeps you intrigued but at the end of the day you still have to draft well yeah yeah so yeah i hate la teams man (laughs) you have no idea i live here it's just i just i usually don't i avoid using the word hate but when it comes to la teams la sports is just like i I truly hate it. <laughs> just just putting it out there. Okay, okay. Well, speaking of, uh, as we do this pod, a big shout-out to the Atlanta Braves because not only did they beat the Dodgers, but they just beat the Astros and they, they won the World Series. Oh, they didn't? Oh, all right. All right. So, you know, sometimes the good guys win because I didn't want the Dodgers to win. And I didn't want the Astros to win either. I definitely did not want the Astros to win either. So Fucking good cheaters. job, Atlanta Braves. All right. Two claps. Very nice. Very nice. Fuck LA team. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. So that was the trade. Um, overall, I think it's a win-win for for both parties. I'm not critical for either the Broncos or the Rams. Any final words for this? No. Uh, I mean, fuck. <laughs> That's a, that was my initial reaction when I when I uh, saw the trade. Um, we're definitely talking about going uh, week 17 here, uh, Niners at at Rams. I do want to check out SoFi still, but if you're interested, let me know. Justin, I don't know exactly where the Niners will be at at that point, but I think, uh, yeah, might be fun. And it's week 17, which is like first ever in, uh, in the NFL. You know what? I'm going to take you up on that because two weeks out, I'm actually going to be at Levi's Against the Rams on Monday Night Football, so that'd be kind of cool to do both. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the next trade in the NFC West, which was the Niners. So uh, I don't know if this was necessarily a response to the Von Miller trade, but they did a little bit more of a uh, cost-effective move. But they did get a pass rusher. Uh, They got a pass rusher from the Texans. They traded a sixth-round pick for former fifth-round pick Charles Aminahu. And he's a, uh, you know, doing my research, he's actually a, a pretty up-and-coming player. A lot of Texans insiders were like, I don't know why we traded him. Like, he's 24 years old. He's still on his rookie deal. He actually, um, shoot, now that he's on the Niners, he's automatically second on the team in quarterback pressures, only behind Nick Bosa. He's got 16 pressures this year. Nice. Um, and he's he's one of those players, kind of like um, – I get, I don't say Michael Bennett, but a tweener, you know, you put him on the edge, he's a bigger end, but he could also rush the passer as a defensive tackle and passing downs too. He's 6'5", 260, 270. Um, but yeah, I mean, from what I understand, I heard he was a good get, uh, a good value uh, for the Niners. That's that's what I know, but I haven't really seen him play too much because I don't really watch too much Texans football. Yeah, definitely a good get. I mean... Face value, we traded a six. Sorry, Niners traded a six-round pick for a fifth round, so that's mm-hmm. already a win. And I also saw that he actually has one year left on his deal, so Niners have him throughout end of next season. Yep. So I mean, that's uh, and he's on his rookie deal, which is phenomenal. So I would say this is a good get for the 49ers. You know, mind you, I know a lot of Niner fans wanted a def- defensive back, a cornerback specifically. I would have minded that as well if they got a cornerback. Maybe they still can if someone gets released. But um, I understand why they made this trade. Um, as you guys know, Javon Kinlaw is out for the year, and I think you might see this moving forward. So against the Bears, they had Eric Armstead as the defensive tackle for like 80% of his snaps. Like he took a couple – plays outside of defensive end but i think moving forward you're gonna have eric armstead at defensive tackle and so you need another edge guy um because right now they, they use uh, ekubom d4 is hurt too d4 it's hurt so you have ekubom and bosa on the edges uh they they just got jordan willis back from uh from suspension so you need another guy in, in the mix Let's, in, in other words you need another guy in the rotation and eric armstead the interior was his uh og position anyways yeah. So, yeah, I think he'll he'll do well. Him and DJ Jones in the middle. Yeah, I, I am worried for the Niners moving forward. You know, without Kinlaw, like I know that you know DJ Jones and uh, and, and Street, they they do a good job, but like I don't know, uh, they might get gassed down the middle now. Like Eric Armstead is, 
He's stout, but I mean, it's, it's going to take a hit. Mm-hmm. You think so? I, I think so. I mean, you already kind of seen it already, but um, that's that's one thing for concern. But from a pass rushing perspective, yeah, no, I, I like the Gets, and they only gave up a six round pick for a guy that's twenty four years old. Um, I don't really see anything wrong wrong with this move. Obviously, it's not as flashy as Von Miller, uh, but I think that this was going back to like I don't know, going back to baseball, I guess. Like the Dodgers, they made a splashy move in the in the trade deadline, and so did the Giants when they got Chris Bryant. Like, you know, they they kind of saw each other at, at that, and I think that's what the Niners kind of did too. Mm-hmm. All right, not as flashy, but you know, effective. Yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts about this trade? Uh, no. Is he going to suit up on Sunday? Do you know? Uh, pending physical, I, I just just a matter of uh, getting up to the playbook, but he should be slated too, from what I understand. And same same goes for Von Miller. We should expect him to see him play too. From what I've heard, he's slated to play as well. Yeah, he passed his physical, so that trade is official. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and go into Week Nine. Just our initial thoughts about the NFC West matchups, but it's going to be a lot easier because, well, for one, the Seahawks are on a bye, so you don't have to worry about them, and then the Cardinals are playing the Niners, a divisional game, and so we only have two games to cover this, this week. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's not that bad. Uh, any, any, luckily, no 39 and a halfs. No. No. no we, <laughs> we laughed about that for like a good five seconds on the pod last week. It's pretty funny, man. Oh, but they God. ended up hitting the over. So uh, they did. They had the over. They had the over for show. So let's go ahead and get started then, T up. So uh, 125 Pacific Standard Time game. You have the Cardinals at the Niners. And so Jimmy G is still the quarterback. I'm sorry, fans, but he's still the, he's still your quarterback. Okay, um, they're coming Dude, off they're, they're, they're coming off a convincing win against the Bears, and now you have the Cardinals, uh, who might not be with Kyler Murray. So not knowing who's going to be under center for the Cardinals, what do you think the spread would be for this game as of right now? Oh man. No Kyler Murray. Okay, I think or, with Kyler Murray, it would probably be around nine or ten. So or without no. without Kyler Murray, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right in that Vegas zone, probably five and a half. Okay. Um, as of right now, it's TBD. So what do you think the line is? Five and a half. Cardinals five and a half. Yes. Okay. It's a pick'em. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? It's a pick 'em over under forty five, bro. What? I, if I was better, I would take <laughs> I would take this immediately. <laughs> you, you would take the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, I would take the Cardinals on this line. Okay, so right now it's a pick 'em. Let me ask you this: What if Kyler Berry was presumed, or he was announced out, and you have Colt McCoy? Is oh god. Because right now they put him at a pick him, but like I know. would say it would probably shift. Uh, I mean, their defense is still good. I don't know. That's such a weird line. It I would think Cardinals minus three, if anything. I don't know. That's weird because def- they don't get better if Car- if if Cole McCoy is playing. So the line would shift in their favor. If I was better, I'd t- take the pick right now. 
Okay. I think if it's Colt McCoy, I think the Niners would be favored by three. I, what? I, yeah, I, I mean, give him the home field. Yeah. I guess. All That's, right. It's still strange to me. Okay. Well, so going to this game, you know, they they get their their new pass rusher, and you get hopefully a little bit of continuity with Jimmy G coming off his best game of the season. Debo coming off what 171 yards receiving, and you got Elijah Mitchell who's nursing a some bruised ribs right now, but he's coming off his best game as a rookie. I mean, um, do you feel like the Niners, like, they got their swagger back, or is that just because of a bad team? I'm still erring on the side of caution. Are we doing... I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Niners, Niners fans are going to hate me for saying this, but no, just saying. I think I think Niners are going to drop this one. I think... Why? I just think... The Cardinals defense is the pass rush is good, and I think I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think they're going to get blown out, but I think that the Niners are. I just think the Cardinals are just the better team right now, even with Colt McCoy. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be the homer then. I think that well, if it is Colt McCoy, but especially if it's Colt McCoy. I think the Niners have a great chance of winning this one. And I think, you know, just take a page of what the Packers did. So the Packers, like I mentioned before, they ran the ball 31 times. Um, I think the Niners can run the ball better than the Packers, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that their offensive line might have taken a, a page. Uh, what they did against Chicago, especially in the second half, you haven't seen those runs in your at all this season. I think that this team with Trent Williams back and a little bit more, more cohesion Amongst those five starters, um, you might have seen a, a bit of a breakthrough. So if they're able to uh, run the ball and keep Jimmy, you know, last week zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, uh, no no turnovers by Jimmy G. If they're able to keep keep clean clean pocket and win the trenches and run the ball well, I, I think the Knights can do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are you gonna say for final score? Uh, let me get. Um, I don't know. Let's get uh, let's make it spicy. Uh, Niners twenty eight, Cardinals twenty four. Damn, they're gonna put up twenty eight points against Cardinals. I think they're gonna. Well, depending on if it's Kyler Murray, I think they might have to, right? So yeah, good point. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'll probably go Cards twenty seven, Niners Niners twenty twenty three. And I don't mind them splitting the series too because you can say you can make a case that hey, you know the Niners g- gave it up to the Cards because Trey Lance wasn't ready, Jimmy G was hurt, and now he's be like, all right, well, Kyler Murray's hurts, we'll get the win on this, we'll call it even. Sure. All right. And it always happens. I mean, divisional games happens like that, so it shouldn't be come to surprise if Niners do win, which I hope they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, division games they get spooky. Yeah. Spooky, spooky Christmas. (laughs) All right. Okay, fine. There we go. Uh, And then we have Sunday Night Football. And on paper, this was supposed to be a lit game. But things have been compromised significantly. And and the reason why is because the Titans are going to L.A. for Sunday Night Football. But they forgot someone. They forgot a running back in particular who's out for this game now. They forgot. He couldn't board the plane because he couldn't walk. No, because 
foot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got what was it? A foot fracture? Derrick Henry? Something like that, yeah. Oh god. He's out like six to ten weeks. Like he's out pretty much the whole season. That yeah. sucks. Um actually I don't yeah. care. But. I was really looking forward to well, I wasn't really looking forward to it, but I mean, on paper, this was supposed to be a good game. I know, man. That would have been, Can you imagine Derrick Henry, um, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones? That would have been amazing. Oh, it's the Rams. That's that's a primetime game. That's that Sunday night yeah. football game. That's the game you want. Um, but, maybe, I mean... Maybe they flex it out. I'm just kidding. That's fucked up to say. <laughs> but, I mean, um, Henry's replacement is not too shabby himself. A little Ooh. over the hill, but... Ooh, right. So you're talking about 30, uh, what, 35-year-old... Adrian Peterson. Hey, let the man be hopeful. Oh my God. Well, um, okay. So guess the line. So Titans at LA Sunday night football Rams are seven and one, and they get footed with a very nice start without Derrick Henry on the opposition. So guess the line for that. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Rams minus seven. Ooh, final, final answer. Yes. All right, pretty good. Seven and a half, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah I, I would think so. Yeah, so a little bit over a touchdown, which is fine. You know, that that half hook. Yeah, um, got the hook. Seven and a half. Favorite. Still a pretty high over under, 53 and a half. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the second highest over under to, in comparison to the Chiefs Packers. Okay, yeah. So 53 and a half, seven and a half. Rams, you know, they – they should be able to take care of business, but at the same time, too, the Titans aren't necessarily out, as you mentioned before. I mean, they have A.G. Brown. They have Julio Jones. They still have plenty of playmakers. If anything, I'm going to be very curious to see what they're going to do for their play calling, uh, Ryan Tannehill and the gang about their offense. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Uh, what's your initial thoughts about this matchup? I think it's going to be an air attack game. Um, a lot of A.J. AJ Brown, a lot of uh, – <laughs> Some Julio, Adrian. I wouldn't think too much running the ball just because he's just you know he's coming off the street. He's old, yes. He, yeah, he's old too. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Von Miller and Aaron Donald. I want to see how that how that goes. I mean, the timing That's couldn't be, be any more impeccable. At the trade deadline, you you make the biggest trade in the league, the biggest trade into the deadline in Von Miller, and now you're going to see him on Sunday Night Football, which is just. Great, just dandy, you know. And if this is like, if, if tell me if it's just me, but this is like, uh, like the setup to like, oh, Von Miller, Hollywood, sacks. He does like this crazy celebration after he gets a sack, you know, like. Bro, if he gets know. like a pick six or like three sacks this game on national t- TV, like everyone, whether you're a Cardinal fan, Niner fan, Seahawks fan, you're like, fuck, fuck me. <laughs> He's in our division now. Yeah, yeah, I I could see it happening. By the way, I could I could totally see like I don't know sack fumble and then he exactly then he recovers it or some shit. Yeah, I mean Khalil Mack did that on his first game. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. So bring it back home. I mean, how do you see this game playing out? What's your final score for this? I one? think it's going to be air attack game. I think uh, Matt Stafford is probably going to throw for like four TDs. I think the final score is going to be like 42 to like, I don't know, 42 to 30 to 30. Wow. That's a lit game. Yeah. So you're definitely taking me over. I think, I think this is going to be a high scoring game for sure. 
All right, give me um, give me yeah. I mean, uh, give me the Rams thirty-one. Give me the Titans twenty. Um, the Rams secondary is not that good. They give up a lot of points. I mean, they have Jalen Ramsey. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, all right. Well, you heard it here first. Um, Hot yeah, take. I'll, I'll do thirty-one twenty. I mean, it, it's a two-score game. Um, I don't think the Titans will ever be close per se, uh, but they'll make it interesting, um, especially in the second half. So, yeah, 31-20, that's my final score. All right, lock it in. All right, lock it in. Okay, any other final thoughts in the week nine? Uh, I am very curious to see if Kyler Murray will play. He has not missed a game yet, by the way. He has never missed a game up to this point in his career. Last season, I mean, he wasn't healthy, but he still played. He he just didn't play well. Yeah. no, I guess just enjoy the football game. Shit, I'm so tired, dude. Um, yeah, no final thoughts. Jimmy G better not shit the bed after fucking getting everyone all riled up. Hey, man, like I said, just one week at a time. I don't care how he does it, what he does. Just don't turn the ball over and don't make stupid throws. You make it sound so easy. Okay, well, let's oh, see what no. happens. I mean, the stupid throws is really hard for him to do sometimes. I know. I, know. I mean, to avoid stupid throws, it's hard for him to do. FYI, the, the Niners have not won a game at home. Just great way to end it, Justin. All right, guys. Well, appreciate <laughs> you all checking out the pod, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere else you can listen to your podcast. Also, Twitter, SSTheWest, Instagram, SSTheWest. And the blog, of course, which needs a lot of construction. It's <laughs> www.justthewest.com. Tee up. I appreciate your time. We'll talk more. Okay. Until next time, guys. Area. We out here. We out here. Peace. Peace. Peace.